0: All right, Uh, you should be uh, good to go. All right. Five,
1: four, three,
2: two, one. Hello, and welcome to episode three of the CE Pro podcast. I'm Arlen Schweiger, and we've got great insights from a couple of guests this week. What's life like for integrators these days? Dan Fulmer of Full Tech Solutions gives us the scoop on that. Plus, we have Alex Kamara of Audio Control to dive into what companies can do to provide great tech support.
0: Perfect. Wow. One take. Good
2: enough. Good enough. Well, right. yeah, it's, e- it's easy when you read it. It's
0: <laughs> like Deer Hunter. One shot. <laughs> All right. Let's see. We, I'll, you ready? You're good? I'm going to stop it. If, I'm good. You're good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was good. Um, hang on. All right. looks like you're ready to go, Arlen. Do you want to do like your countdown? We're going.
2: Oh. All right. So I'm just going to do a little countdown and then get going. Five, four, three, two, one. Dan, Fulmer, CEO and founder of Full Tech Solutions in Jacksonville, former CTA Mark of Excellence Integrator of the Year winner. Thanks for joining me and Jason Knott, exec- uh, editor-in-chief of CE Pro here today, Dan.
1: Uh, hey, thanks Full for time.
2: having me yeah thank you very much and you know we're glad to get some of your time it sounds like full tech is open for business and you guys are actually keeping very busy these days can you tell us a little bit about
1: that well we're working very hard to uh, stay busy so um you know i I, i'll say that after 25 years in business the last uh month or so i've probably worked as hard or harder than i have in the early stages of my business um, just trying to keep my pipeline filled you know it's important for us to keep our employees working um, all of, pretty much all of our employees agreed that they wanted to continue working um, and go out in the field. Of course, anyone that didn't want to, they were free to not work. Um, but all of ours wanted to continue working, so that was really the hardest thing was to start, you know, release the brakes and go full forth after, you know, every client that we've uh, been working with. Um, we kind of did a little bit of innovation in the meantime, uh, came up with some creative systems, also called on our commercial clients whose offices are typically shut down now. Um, we've got several bids out for conference rooms and things that they wanted done in the past, but they couldn't shut the room down or get the schedules set up right so we could work on those rooms. So <clears throat> we began calling them and asking, hey, <clears throat> now that your rooms are cleared out, isn't this a good time to do these projects? And uh, several of them agreed to. So that, that uh, you know, fortunately kept us moving forward. And, um, you know, we've had a decent amount of cancellation on the Residential side. Um, we've also actually canceled or postponed appointments with uh, elderly clients or anybody with any pre existing conditions for about, you know, at least 30 days at the time. And we're extending that as needed because we certainly don't want to get anyone sick um, unless they have an emergency. So if they have a networking problem or something like that, yeah, we'll show up. But if they want a TV hung, and they're in one of the higher risk categories. We typically will want to extend, you know, postpone their appointment unless they really, really want us to come, which some people have. So it's it's kind of a mix between the two um, that we're getting. And uh, again, just trying to fill the gap with uh, innovating new things and new ideas, video conferencing, uh, uh, telemedicine, uh, um, site surveillance for uh, commercial uh Uh, construction projects. uh, Thefts have gone up. So that's another thing we put together a kit on surveillance for uh, builders that uses a GSM sailor uh, modem. So all they need is basically power. So it's really just trying to think outside the box of what people need right now, truly need, not trying to sell them stuff, to sell them stuff, but what are the needs that people need right now? Let's innovate around those, find out how we can help solve some of those problems and provide solutions that help people get through it.
0: Dan, let's dig in a little bit into specifically of of the precautions you're taking with your team in the field, uh, in terms of what you guys are um, uh, wearing for PPE, where you found it, uh, what hoops you had to jump through to get it, and 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 how often you're wearing it, how much it costs, those sorts of things.
1: Right, right. Um, well, you know, when this all started out, I, I. I, I Figured that we would be deemed an essential business because of the networking and video conferencing and whatnot, and wanted to keep our team working. So we I immediately went online and started looking for masks, and booties, and gloves. Uh, the booties and gloves weren't too hard to find. Um, you're not going to get surgical gloves, but mechanic gloves, other kind of gloves like that, you can get. And they're black, and, you know. But whatever, it, it, it still keeps us, uh, you know, somewhat clean out there. The masks were a real problem. Uh, I spent literally several hours. Uh, looking on you know, Amazon uh, for various masks. Everything at the time was slated for delivery in June. Uh, some were July. Um, some did say May, but you know, they were iffy vendors that were new and didn't have any uh, uh, ratings. So you know, we tried to stay away from those. We actually placed two orders on Amazon for the mask at, at high prices <clears throat> and both of those were canceled. So we assume it was either fraud or they didn't have them or something else was wrong. Um, so we, we never got those. So I ended up going on eBay and again, spent a lot of time looking at the vendors who uh, would were willing or able to deliver within a couple of weeks. Uh, and again, this was back in March. So this was several weeks ago. Um, uh, and we found masks for, you know, about a dollar plus a mask, which usually these are $6 to $9 for a box of 50. Um, you know, so, but, I knew I needed to get them in to keep my employees working. So we ordered a couple of boxes of those and it took two solid weeks and there were some delays in the shipping. And uh, even that order showed as canceled on eBay and we're not sure why, but apparently it got shipped before it was canceled. And we were able to see the tracking and then our money hadn't been refunded. So we waited a couple more days after the two weeks and they eventually showed up. So we, I would kind of count that up to luck um you know we put a lot of effort into it but i think the the masks are probably the biggest problem for anyone who's trying to work now whether a restaurant employer you know i see people complaining about why aren't these people providing masks for their employees well gosh it was pretty difficult for me to find them and eventually we're going to run out of those and i'm going to need to reorder so you know at some point we'll do a count and see how many we have left um, we're trying to use them judiciously obviously out on construction sites we don't need to wear them on a lot of commercial sites uh, that are empty and closed right now. We don't need to wear them. Some do require that we wear them, and we do. Um, anytime you go into a residential uh, home that is occupied, we wear them, of course. Um, but, you know, so you, and you can't really reuse them uh, because once you've worn a mask in a, in a uh, you know, dirty environment, so to speak, you're carrying out whatever you picked up on that mask to the next job. So. You know best practices to actually dispose of the mask after you use them in an environment so that again there's another best practice that you can set them up and let them sit for 72 hours or more there's also different, different cleaning methods that we may actually start using because the masks are so hard to find um, i read actually a doctor and i talked to a doctor a client of mine who said this is hey we don't have enough n95 masks so i'm putting on the n95 and putting a cloth mask over that which is getting whatever the external uh, uh, germs on it, but I can wash that off and then reuse my N95 mask. So we may go to some aspect of that where, Hey, we're recycling the mask or one doctor said he was putting them on a 72 hour cycle. So he'd wear one, set it aside for 72 hours, because people like the CDC are saying that it can live up to 72 hours on your mask. Well, then if you just put the mask away in uh, you know, somewhere that it's not going to expose itself to others, then you can essentially recycle that mask in 72 hours and use it again. So that may be something we'll be doing too, as we run low on masks. But I think the mask aspect of the PPE is definitely the hardest, uh, thing to find right now for employers. And, um, you know, I, I see everybody getting upset at people that don't provide masks for their employees. And we actually made our daughter quit a job where they didn't provide her a mask. But at the same time, I can see from an employer standpoint or from anyone who wants masks right now, it's nearly impossible to find them. So it's very, very difficult to get the mask uh, to continue working. So I would advise anyone who's looking to keep looking, look on all the resources online. Another resource we checked with, they didn't have have them at the time, but they said they were getting some in a couple of weeks, is your local medical supply offices. So people that supply wheelchairs and oxygen tanks and stuff like that, they're local to every town. Um, they did get wiped out pretty early on, but a lot of them said they're, they're still a kind of an unknown secret. So that may be a place to go look for masks mask and, and booties and gloves, but again, the masks are really going to be the problem, I think, going forward. So, um, and again, we'll look at recycling and ways to clean them and stuff like that as well as we go forward here.
2: Depending That's a great, I, a great idea, a great suggestion, Dan. Can you t- uh, tell us about some of the messaging that you've had to do with clients or how you've communicated with clients? and then also how you've uh, handled you know alleviating any concerns they have about your company and your team uh, going into their properties.
1: Well we we haven't done any email blast or real announcements or anything we've just called our clients and told them that we we have PPE we're wearing PPE as as needed we're observing the you know coronavirus uh, 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 best practices and stuff so you know, some people have, like I said, some clients who have either underlying conditions or are older. I mean, my mom, I've told her, you stay home, we'll go to the store for you. Um, you know, I, I certainly don't want to risk her at, uh, you know, in those older ages or anyone else to, to get the disease. Um, but on the same aspect, we have to continue working because that's, you know, literally our survival. I have employees to feed, I have, you know, children to feed, I have a wife to feed. So. Um, we have needs that need to be met, so I think uh, you know it's it's critical for some companies to stay working, and it's critical for you know some of our clients that you know we've done a lot of networking, home Wi-Fi stuff. Uh, several clients that have multiple kids, they had so many kids home trying to do their schooling at one time, they actually had to send some of them to a relative's house because they didn't have the bandwidth to handle it. So uh, you know that's coming up a lot, and people don't realize how limited they are until they try to max things out, of course. So.
2: What about internally, just with Full Tech Solutions and your own team members, um, what kinds of adjustments have you guys had to make, uh, you know, in terms of preparing your own company for, you know, a different way of of having to run your business these days?
1: Well, really, it was just a matter of, you know, sitting everybody down initially and saying that, you know, we we would like to continue operating. Uh, We... If all of you would, would prefer to continue operating, you're welcome to. If you, you think that you should not be working, then that is fine as well. Um, we've had uh, one employee that did uh, lived with someone who got sick. Um, they had to stay home, of course, until that person was tested. That ter- person actually tested negative um, and he was positive for something else. So we knew it wasn't uh, Corona, but we made him stay home a week. Before we let him back to work. So, you know, we're observing those precautions. And then, of course, we told them we had bought the mask, gloves and booties that they're to wear on any uh, residential job that they go out to um, on commercial jobs. Again, it's it's kind of whether or not it's occupied or not. Many, many are not right now. Um, some have light occupation and still want you to wear PPE, and, which is fine and we will. Um, other jobs, like construction jobs that are outside, we obviously don't uh, require that they wear them. If they feel, feel more comfortable wearing them, then they certainly can. <clears throat> so it really wasn't too much of an adjustment. There it was one thing we did have to explain, and again, I grew up in a in a house with a doctor and nurse as parents, and so we, you know, had a had a little bit of uh, um, connection to this stuff. But was to teach people really what what sterility means and, you know, wearing a mask or gloves or booties in and out of a house and through multiple jobs just is like not wearing them at all or worse, spreading things more than if you didn't do anything at all. So that I think was the biggest misconception from employees is they, I have to just put on this mask and I'm good all day. It was no, if you're walking into an environment that is potentially, you know, germy then you need to dispose of that mask once you leave that environment. Otherwise, you're taking those germs into every other uh, uh, area that you're going into. So I think that was and, you know, again, if you're not familiar with this stuff, some of those guys were kind of shocked to hear that. But uh, if you're not familiar with it, you just don't know these things. So, um, you know, it's just it was little things like that, just making them aware of how to use the PPE. What are the best practices to use? Um, you know, not to be too overly paranoid about touching your mask or things, but at the same time, being reasonable in your observations of what are best practices. Dan, if we look beyond this,
0: this uh, COVID 19 crisis, and it's exciting to hear you how hard you had to work to fill your pipeline, but what does full tech look like, and what do you think the market will look like in general coming out of this? Do you think it's going to be a slow, um, uh, uh, push ahead or do you think you're going to be slammed with a giant pipeline of pent-up demand coming right out of this
1: I'm hoping for the latter um, but but I'm really not sure Um, you know if I'd had this crystal ball I know 2007 and 8 would have been a lot better for us too but um, you know we did okay during those but uh, I I'm hoping that people are pent up they've been you know locked up locked down they've been you know kind of saving money and and holding off on things they wanted to do, and that that pinup demand will you know kind of explode as as the lockdowns uh, you know slowly uh, subside. Um, but at the same time, you know I'm not sure. I think uh, this could be revolutionary in some aspects of, uh, with respect to you know people working from home more often. Um, you know I think a lot of us have seen that we probably can do more working from home and be just as productive. Um, There are tools and technology out there that help us to do these things. So, you know, hopefully that will open up some new avenues. Um, Other technologies have, have, uh, you know, obviously met more appeal during this, during the lockdowns as well. So I think that opens people's minds to how technology can help us. Um, uh, Also some security issues have come up with with various things during this crisis. And, um, you know, not all of it's related to technology, it's related a lot to how we utilize technology and really overlook security and security needs. So I think that's something hopefully too that will come out of this is people will, you know, learn that there's more reasons to lock down your networks, lock down your devices, use passwords in Zoom meetings. Um, You know, there was a lot of talk of Zoom getting hacked, Zoom didn't get hacked. Uh, what happened was people were just posting stuff that showed their meeting ID online. People would see that and then log in and they weren't using a password or having to open uh, waiting rooms and whatnot. And then people could come in and do, you know, disturbing, sick and weird stuff to their meeting. So, um, but again, this is basic general, just security uh, settings that people need to use on their own, not problems with any specific software or hardware or whatnot. Although there are software or hardware problems out there, certainly. But I You know, I'm hoping that's an aspect that will come to light as well. Dan, it sounds like you're having um,
2: a decent amount of success right now in terms of the technologies that uh, for CE Pro, we've been hearing a lot of, you know, that this whole situation might give a pretty nice bump to in terms of, you know, video conferencing, security, surveillance, um, even home AV, things like that. But I'm wondering in terms of uh, actually talking to clients or having a consultation, is that is that something you guys are doing remotely with them or how you know how does that compare to what life was like you know a couple months ago
1: we haven't done any of those for residential clients um, and, and just because we've been busy with other things and kept busy otherwise but that has not some, been something that we've thought about we have had some meetings that way with our commercial clients who are kind of already set up with zoom or other video conference systems and they're used to it and it's it's not a big thing to set up so uh, i think I think that will become more of a tool that we're going to use going forward. Um, in addition to just doing the video conferencing, it's also great, uh, especially if you have a movable camera. So for instance, as I can show people things that we're doing and, and scan around rooms and model homes and things like that. So I think in that aspect, it would be helpful, uh, you know, a helpful tool for us to use going forward. We just haven't gotten to the point uh, as of yet that we needed to utilize that on the residential side.
2: During this whole time,
1: have you been chatting with other
2: integrators at all, just to see how your situation compares to others, and you know ways that you're able to, you know maybe pick up some tips or help uh, provide some tips for other guys who are still you know also doing business as essential workers.
1: I have. I have. And two things I would say is several of our vendors have called. The vendors in our industry have been very helpful calling to see if we need anything. Can they help us innovate something? Uh, I had one vendor send us some demo equipment that helped us bump up some sales uh, by having that piece of equipment here to demo it, knowing that obviously all of us have tight cash flows right now and that we can't spend money on new stuff that we want to go out and sell. So that's very helpful. Um, in addition, I've talked to several uh, integrators that I commune with regularly via Facebook and other things uh, online. Uh, really, the biggest thing seems to be regional. Uh, if you're in the Northeast and you're in lockdown mode, you're in lockdown mode. Um, and, you know, it's just uh, or out west in certain cities. So it just depends on really where you are. What I've what I've seen with most integrators, um, some of those guys are completely shut down. Some of them are using Zoom and having meetings and, and uh, having consultations, but they're not really going out and doing any business right now. So that obviously kind of limits your cash flow and means you're almost shut down. Um, so uh, I really haven't seen anything super innovative for those guys. I mean, if you're in an area that's locked down, there's not a whole lot you can do. And I, you know, we felt terrible, terrible for them, obviously, and their employees as well. Uh, In other areas it's, you know, I've talked to guys like us that are in areas that are not in complete lockdowns and it's really, everybody's innovating and pounding the pavement and just doing, working harder than ever to try to keep the pipelines filled. And, um, you know, right now my goal is to keep us two weeks out. And if I continually keep us two weeks out, that seems to be the, you know, the, the magical number that keeps, you know, everybody working. I can see what's on the calendar. And then, okay, once I get the two weeks out, you know, go back in and return this thing again. So um, I think it's a constant, you know, battle for all of us out there working for it. And it's also finding, you know, I've got several clients who postpone decent sized projects, um, which bodes well to the upside of when this thing slows down is we probably will have some immediate pent up demand for people that just said, you know, hey, I'm going to wait a couple of two, three weeks till this is over. And then I want you to come in. We've already pre booked several appointments that were um, you know, keep pushing forward, but they're all, you know, a week, week and a half worth of work once this thing pops and they're comfortable with us coming in their home. So there will be some of that, which I think is good. Um, you know, so, you know, I think it's just a matter of, of keeping it going. And, you know, everybody just keep doing what you were doing before. You might have to do a little bit harder, a little bit more innovatively now than before. But, you know, if you keep doing that, I think most of us will be okay.
2: Great. Well, Dan, thanks. And on that note, you know, we'll let you get back to work. And we're really appreciative of your time today. And and keep at it. And uh, and thanks again for
1: joining us. Hey, appreciate you having me. And I uh, hope everybody the best of luck through this. And um, I'm sure we'll all make it and come out as a stronger industry in the end. Thanks again. How's that, Jason? Did you, you have o-
2: Did you have other questions to add no, in there, or that- I think
0: we're good. Let was- uh, me let me stop recording here.
2: Yeah, it was really good stuff, Dan. Yeah. Cool, cool.